Welcome to the Heart of Leaders podcast, where each week we'll be exploring the frontiers of leadership with those who lead from the heart and put their people first, knowing that ultimately all team accomplishments are driven by people. They know that when they take care of their people, their people will take care of customers, lower costs, and drive customer loyalty and company profitability. These leaders believe that for most companies, culture trumps strategy. And culture starts with how you treat your people and how they treat each other. I'm your host, Rick Barrera, head of faculty for the Heart of Leaders training program in Denver, Colorado, where we teach extraordinary leaders how to build and lead high-performance teams who can consistently deliver exceptional results. Welcome back to the Heart of Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Rick Barrera. Today, we're going to be talking about developing yourself and your team. A core tenet of servant leadership is the continual development of your people. Let's discuss how to do just that. I've been talking about learning organizations for almost 20 years. In my view, there is no greater strategic advantage for a company than to have the ability to learn, grow, and adapt to an ever-changing future. Google cares less about the languages their programmers know than their ability to learn new languages because they know that the ability to learn is the real competitive advantage. Just imagine the competitive potential of two organizations, one with a 1,000 people whose skills are stagnant and the other with a 1,000 people who are constantly learning and growing in hundreds of different areas. In which company would you invest? Ben Franklin said, an investment in education pays the best dividends. I agree. So where should you begin? With yourself, of course. When your team sees you signing up for courses, asking others how to do things, learning online, and reading constantly, they will begin to copy you. It must be important because our leader is doing it, they will say. I find it also helps to proactively spread your knowledge wealth. Consider starting a company book club where everyone reads a chapter a week for discussion with the group, or perhaps one person reads a book and reports on it to the group, and the group discusses the ideas and applications to your company. You may have to be the one to go first. Don't make it so complex that others are too intimidated to try. Remember that the goal is not to show how smart you are, but to build a learning culture. Does your company pay for people to go to conferences or trade shows? If so, do you do a debrief afterward to learn about customer insights and competitive activities? Do you review your systems and processes for getting the most out of each event, creating a checklist for the next event to make it more impactful? Learning cultures are built through the discipline of habit and the habit of discipline. Do you know the number one reason exceptional leaders do not get promoted? It's a reason that is rarely talked about because very few executives will admit it outside of closed doors. Are you ready? It's because they don't want to lose that exceptional leader's contribution in his current role. In other words, you're up for promotion, but you don't get it because your boss thinks you're doing a great job in your current role, and even though he knows that you deserve the promotion and could be excellent in the new role, he fears that it will create a hole in your current role that will arrest the forward momentum of the team. So how can you kill two birds with one stone? 
Chunk your current job down into key areas or discrete tasks. Then, assign one of those tasks to a leader who works for you. Coach them in areas where they are struggling. When he or she has mastered that role or task, take it back and assign them another role or task. Continue until they have proven that they can do everything you can do as well as you can do it. You're now ready for your promotion and you're creating a learning organization by example. It's also important to tell your boss what you're doing. That way, they know when your team member has mastered all of the skills and could easily step into your role. In the meantime, you should be asking your boss what roles or tasks you can take off of his or her plate. If your team does the same thing, the whole organization is learning and growing and ready to move into the next role when needed. Cross-training works in the gym and is equally powerful at work. What if you exchanged roles or tasks from another department that interfaces with yours? You would both gain insight into how you might work better together and would be learning more about how the organization functions to serve its customers. Being in a constant learning mode is fun. One of the coolest jobs I ever had in college was working for a brand new department store. On day one, we were taught how to unload trucks. On day two, they split the group, and what I will call the fast learners group was taught how to check in the boxes from the trucks. On day three, they again split the group, and the fast learners were taught how to match packing slips and invoices for payment. It continued like that for six weeks, and each day I was learning a new skill, like pricing merchandise, how to set up product displays, how to reorder, how to run the cash register, how to ensure that our customers were safe and well-served, and how to lead a team. I loved working there because it was always new and different, and because I really came to understand how the whole system worked together to serve customers. The work was hard and the hours long, but I still regard it as one of the best jobs I ever had. Many managers freak out about the costs of training their team. A frequent lament is, what if I train them and then they leave? Ken Blanchard has the perfect response. What if you don't train them and they stay? Investing in your people shows them that you care and that you expect them to be with the company for the long haul. This in turn creates a feeling of loyalty and engenders engagement, which results in better and more focused learning and greater discretionary effort on their part. Investing in your team shows them that you believe in them and that you trust them. Investing in your people shows them that you value their current contributions and that you believe they are capable of much, much more in the future. Their attitudes become contagious and customers reap the benefits in better customer service and more caring, long-term relationships. Fidelity Investments has won the J.D. Power Quality Award for customer service consistently for many years, along with a slew of other awards for customer service. How do they do it? With training. New hires at Fidelity must complete six months of training, including five colleges covering each area of the company's services before they ever talk to a customer. Starbucks has extensive training programs to keep their partners in a constant learning mode and will even pay for their full college tuition at AS University online. The Container Store probably invests more in training than any other retailer. 
Each of their team members gets 263 hours per year of training versus an industry average of just seven hours per year. Even part-timers get 160 hours per year of training. No wonder they have been in Fortune's list of the top 100 companies to work for for over 20 years. Let me leave you with a few questions. What are you learning now that will make you more valuable to your company or more personally prepared for your future? What personal and professional development behavior are you modeling for your team? What are you doing to proactively develop those who report to you? You owe it to yourself, your team, your organization, and your customers to develop yourself to your fullest potential while developing others to theirs. Remember, learning organizations are those best poised to seize the future. We've created application exercises for you so you can implement this core principle in your company. Head over to heartofleaderspodcast.com to download the exercises and access all of our other resources. We believe that Heart of Leaders is a movement started by boomers, accelerated by Gen Xers, and demanded by millennials. To learn more, find us online at heartofleaderspodcast.com, where we blog, post articles, and book reviews, and respond to your questions. We invite you to join the conversation.